G'day punters and welcome to this week's episode of Bet With Brilliant. It's a massive show coming up in your ear holes here. Uh, previewing Stradbroke Handicap Day from Eagle Farm. It's the third day in a row that we've been to the Great Eagle Farm headquarters there in Brisbane. Joined as always uh, by Jared Fish, the Sydney analyst and writer for Brilliant. Fish, how you going, mate? G'day, Jack and punters. Yeah, going really well, mate. Pretty happy with the uh, Mighty Blues win last night, so... <laughs> Yeah, pretty happy down here in New South Wales. But um, apart from that, I'm uh, looking forward to the races on the weekend and pretty keen to talk, to, talk through it with you. Absolutely. Obviously, the punters wouldn't have seen this. But before we started recording, as soon as you popped up on my laptop here, I've gone, I knew you would have had that on. <laughs> yeah, for sure, mate. I uh, was pretty happy last night. So finished work at the Salvo, whacked it straight on. And uh, I knew you'd uh, enjoy looking at it tonight. Yeah, no, there's always angles for you to take the piss out of me on this show, Fish. And uh, like you said, a massive uh, weekend of racing, massive day of racing coming at Eagle Farm. Uh, this show and all the other podcasts for the Brisbane Winter Carnival punters, uh, obviously sponsored by Southern Cross Bet, 100% Australian owned and operated. The app is the absolute grouse at the moment. Uh, working really well. Uh, so get around Southern Cross there if you're looking to have a bet on Saturday. And if you do, please remember to gamble responsibly. Uh, before we get into this week, Fish, uh, go over last weekend. Did you have a star from the weekend? Yeah, my star from the weekend was um, in Sydney, actually. Uh, Wicklow, who's an overseas import, only been with Chris Wallace since December. Um, had a great run in transit, but Pushed home the last 600 of 33, 34 seconds and actually cracked 12 seconds for his last two 200-metre sections, which is quite excellent for a three-year-old, especially over the 1,800-metre distance. So, yeah, Wicklow was my star before him in Sydney. Uh, what about yourself? I've actually gone with Nudge, which um, might surprise you. I was I, was, I potted her coming off the back of the, the coast, which I thought was her grand final. She ran in the Pam O'Neill where we saw that mid-race move from Hugh Bowman and Zaki. And it was a massive run for Nudge to run Zaki down. On that day, she ran a 37-7-1. Uh, she's come into that uh, Phillies and Mares, that Magic Millions race last weekend, uh, well, on Saturday. Um, and she's come home in a 34-7, so three seconds faster for the last 600 metres. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see her pop up in a group one and, and run a really good race or a few really good races in the spring. Uh, I think she's that level of mare at the moment. But um, I had Nudge for my star of the week. Did you have a ride of the week, Fish? Yeah, ride of the week was pretty easy for me. Um, obviously, I backed Dewis in the Oaks. And watching the first sort of half of that race, I was a bit worried about what was going on. Hugh Bowman had a stuck um, on the rail in the last pair. So it's never easy from there. And then as he come around the bend, sort of, the gap just opened, but he sliced his way through. And as soon as he got the horse into clear air with 300 to go, it was sort of job done by the horse from there. So, But I just thought it was a very good, patient ride. And I suppose that's what you get when you put um, people like Hugh Bowman on board, isn't it? Absolutely. Who was your ride of, the, ride, of the, ride of the day? My ride of the day came in race one. It was incentivised that won the first. Uh, Anthony Allen on board had ridden the horse previously around the traps in Queensland. Uh Sort of race started, no pace in the race. He's grabbed it by the scruff of the neck, uh, injected the pace into the race, and this horse's dead set bolted him. Uh, some talk about it coming off the back of that race that this is a group class horse uh, for the spring, one to keep 
your eyes on punters, but uh, I've given it to Anthony Allen there. Very much the same uh, reason that I gave it to Hugh Bowman on, on Zaki a couple of weeks ago, even though she didn't win in that nudge race. Realised there's no pace in the race, gave his horse the best chance he could to, to win, and, and this time it's just absolutely bolted in. So Anthony Allen for me there. Uh, let it ride, bet for the weekend. Uh, Zing was beaten by a bees, which it was an incredible race to watch. Um, I was at a few points there. I thought he's just going to blouse him here, but um, it was a very tight finish fish. Yeah, yeah, very um, devastating for us and myself. Um, Lizzie Jolse mentioned, mentioned in the yard that she thought Zing might have, need one more run and she was probably spot on there because... Like you said, looked like um, Zing was going to run away with it, but probably just tied late the last 50 metres and, yeah, got caught on the line in a photo finish. But that's the way it goes and we'll go again this week. Well, you're doing better than I am, mate, because every time I take something in the let it ride, it always pops up in the stewards report that it's pulled up lame or got the thumbs or <laughs> whatever. So you're doing better than I am, better than I am because yours made it through the race all right. My key races on the card for the weekend, obviously the Group 1 Stradbroke Handicap. We've got the JJ Atkins for the two-year-olds. The Q22, Zaki's back for another crack over the, the 2,200 metres, or he's going for a crack at the 2,200 metres. There's the, the Gunsin Classic for the three-year-olds where Ayrton's going to lob over a mile. And the Brisbane Cup, 3,200 metres, $400,000 race. There's uh, a lot going on there on Saturday, punters. Eagle Farm, the rail's going to be out four metres uh, for the entire track, and it's going to be a good four. Uh, we had some rain yesterday. Uh, I don't believe there's any predicted going into Saturday. Uh, you can freeze the balls off a brass monkey in Brisbane at the moment, but it'll be a good four on Saturday, no dramas. Uh, Betty, for the day, Fish, and have you got any sort of strategy, any... Um, any sort of track bias or anything that you're sort of looking for uh, for the day? No, I've been pretty impressed with how the um, whole Queensland Carnival's played out, actually. And last weekend, we saw a number of um, leaders win. I mean, our best bet of the weekend, well, best bet of the day was Volcanic Rock, who charged away with it. And then if you go to the Magic Millions classic race that you were just speaking about then with Nudge and that, they were all charging down the outside. So I think you played very fair and it's probably a – Positive move, um, taking the rail out another two metres this week. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm expecting it to be pretty fair again. And when I was just trying to pick a best bet for the program, um, I think my best bet's going to be an each way play. So I think it's a very open day racing and it's pretty exciting. How did you see it? you think it's going to play pretty fair? Yeah, I think it'll play fair, the same as it always has. I think it's really important to note for the punters, if they haven't done it already, that there are some horses that just handle Eagle Farm and some that don't. Can't really be explained at the moment why or or how it's happening. Um, I'm targeting horses that have that record at Eagle Farm, have been around the track and and uh, have handled it. So that's something that I'm looking for. But again, temp- tempo dependent. Um, I mean, two weeks ago we saw where the rail was true. They were getting off the fence and they were doing it the same last week. So uh, might be something that continues. But I think uh, I think tempo is going to depend or decide everything here. Uh, Enough offling on from us, Fish. We'll get into the first. Race one's the uh, Nova 106.9 Oxlade Stakes uh, listed race. Current favourite is uh, Matai. Is that how you say it? From the Casey Fogden stable at $3.60. 
Then you got In the Congo from Waterhouse and Botyard at three dollars eighty. Connexi, Chris Waller and J Mac, good combination there, seven dollars fifty. Um, and then Socialist as well, who's put in a couple of good runs previously, seven dollars fifty. I was looking uh, pretty forward to seeing In the Congo uh, running this one for Clark and Waterhouse Potmo, but I think it's going to be a bit of a late scratching, and they head to Sydney. So where are you head? Where are you looking at in this race? Before I get to my pick, it was actually really interesting to. It's interesting that you say that now because that's not something I knew. But um, in the Congo, opened with some bookies in the market at eighty-one dollars and was put into four dollars fifty real quick. And uh, Maotai opened at fifteen dollars and was backed into fours. So really weird to see that. I've ne- I don't think I've ever seen that before in my life. What happened there? If they've just put up the wrong price by accident, I don't know. Um, but uh, if he's going to run in Sydney, that sort of changes everything. I have got Berdini's girl on top in the first here. I thought that uh, she was a really good run in the Champagne Classic in Durban. Uh, the 1,400 metres probably looked a bridge too far for her there. Uh, she was also bunched up on the fence, didn't really have any clear air, so that made life difficult for her. Uh this is going to be a fast run, 1,200 metres on Saturday. Maybe a bit different if in the Congo's not running. Uh, I think Gate 8 gets the clear air, maps to be midfield or, or just forward of midfield. Uh, loves Eagle Farm. And I think we've got a great each-way uh, play to start the day. Fish, how did you see the first? Yeah, well, I actually um, had done the form previously as well and had in the Congo on top. Just because um, he's beaten a smart one on debut in Sydney and Burn, who's then come out and won next start quite convincing and looked very comfortable there. So I had in the Congo. I'm not it's not hundred percent certain that they're going to Sydney, but I did I've seen it floating around Twitter today that that's what they're gonna do. So I'm gonna believe it and then probably put Connexi on top now from the J from the Wallace stable with J Mac on top. Um, he's been pretty consistent in his runs, he's always there about the numbers, and I think uh, Third up here today, he's got the fitness edge on his side and there's a couple of horses here that are either second up or haven't sort of um, proven themselves at the same level as Connexi. So I'll take the each way about Connexi is $7.50 and $2.40. Um, do you say you were you with Berdini's girl here, mate? Good odds. Berdini's girl. I just think there's this race specifically. I think I've found one in race two, um, even... Uh, even in the guns and, and that race is uh, – I'm not sure how I feel about it. I found a few at odds and I don't know if I'm seeing this day completely wrong or or not. I've been thinking about it all day. But, um, yeah, Berdini's girl, $18 to win and four sixty to play. So I reckon she can at least run a place on Saturday. Um, juicy odds there. Maybe a bit of a bit of an exacter play to start the day, Fish. Well, I like it, mate. Uh, we'll move on to the race too. Radio tab, the Wayne Wilson Stakes. I like that one as well. Um, 1,600-metre listed race, this one. Mr. Seawolf, $4.40. Um, Delphi, who's got a couple of wins in a row here, $5.50. Um, then you got Profit, Glenn Boss on board, $6.50. Kings Will Dream at $7.00. And I forgot about Kementari there. Bit of a combination down the bottom there that I've... Um, been following a bit lately. Military zone uh, with Tommy Berry and Snowden. They actually got a winner for me today in wind sweep. So excited about that one. What's your thoughts on this race? 
really interesting race to have a look at, Bish. Uh, previous winners of this one include Victory 8 and Vinland. So it's a, a pretty good uh, little weight for age race over 1,600 metres. This is what I was talking about where I don't know if I've seen the day completely wrong or if I've just found a bit of a bit of gold out there for the punters. I'm going with that uh, that Snowden horse that you mentioned. Is that the, they're the triple crown, triple crown colours, military zone. First two runs, this prep have been on a soft track and he doesn't really go in the soft at all. All of his five wins are on a good deck. His first run, this prep, he was three and a half lengths off lost and running. I think a potential Everest horse was the talk uh, a, a few weeks ago, a month ago there. Uh, his first run at Eagle Farm, he won the Fred Best as a three-year-old beating a star-studded field. So uh, he can definitely handle the Eagle Farm way of going. His next start there was in the Eagle Farm mile and he was narrowly beaten. Uh, I think he sits in the second or third pair and sort of one off the fence in, in the run for this race. Uh, last start from the four to the two, he ran a 10.94 in the in the race, so he's got the turn of foot to get past these. Sort of, no matter where he is, I think. Um, I think he can run a, a great race again each way for the punters to to, uh, to kick the day off in race two. How did you see it, Fish? Loving the odds early, mate, and I wouldn't talk you away from that combination for sure. They're on they're on fire, Barry and Snowden. I've landed with Hugh Bowman and James Cummings on top. Uh, Rainier, I just think he can be the improver. Second up. Um, out to the 1,600 metres. His first up run was he got a mile back over the uh, 1,350 and charged home, but obviously wasn't sharp enough for a couple of those horses there. Um, so, yeah, he's, he definitely loves a firm surface, which we all know he's going to get on the weekend. And, yeah, like we said, um, each way, $8.250 at the moment. Danger I'll probably put down as Kings Will Dream with Ashley Gorilla and Chris Waller. Um, he's coming out of a fast run, Dubin 10,000, which is definitely a fitness run because that's well short of you know, his best trip. So, yeah, I think definitely um, getting out to a trip now. He'll even get further than this um, soon, but on class, I think he's capable of winning this race. But, yeah, I'll be having an each way play on Rainier for sure. Wouldn't talk you out of that one. That uh, The way that he savaged the line in that, um, uh, you said it was the... Oh, I'm just trying to find the race. I had it open a minute ago. Uh, way that he's, yeah, but the way, even when you go and look at his run in the hallmark, the way that he savaged the line there at Ramwick uh, was really impressive. So I wouldn't talk you out of uh, Rainier as well. Maybe a couple of each way plays for the punters and might be able to pick off two of the three placings there in race two. Sounds good. Race three, James Squire, Gunson Classic. Um, this is a... Group three, I think it is. Yeah, group three. Favourite is uh, Ayrton from the Price and Kent Stable, um, $1.80. Then we got Ellsberg, Timmy Clark on board for Gerald Ryan at $3.90. The others are getting out to almost double-figure odds without thinking, $9.50. And then, uh, yeah, he's stretching right out to triple figures there with June 45 and probably Friday. I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on this race, mate, because obviously... Uh, Ayrton was the Stradbroke favourite recently and um, Ellsberg probably looks the only one that could p- p- pose a threat on numbers. But, um, yeah, interested to see what your thoughts are. Maybe the only cult or gelding that could challenge Ayrton. Uh, really interesting race, this Gunsing Classic. Previous winners include Supergiant and Gem Song. Hopgarten won the Gunsing as a, a three-year-old and then went on to win that 
Wayne Wilson uh, waste race twice. Sorry, punters, I'm tongue-tied here when it's absolutely just cast with this cold at the moment. Um, so, yeah, Hopgarden won this race, went on to win a weight for age level. So, pretty interesting race. I found Star Rosa on top here, Fish. Uh, King Golan books K-Mac, drops three kilos and go forward and, and sit in the first couple of pairs from gate four. Uh uh, Star Spangled, St- sorry, Star Spangled Banner Philly produced uh, the sorry the numbers that uh, that she produced last start were superior to Ayrton's um, and was just sustained speed over the thirteen fifty meters. When you go and look at the sectionals from it, just ran a faster race. Uh, <clears throat> hasn't placed at Eagle Farm, but I'm not sure she's seen her best trip, which might be the sixteen hundred meters. Um, I think in a, it might be a bit of a slower run race and. Than last start, and I think she's another really good each way play there, especially when she's got a, a couple of kilos off from the likes of Ayrton and uh, and Ellsberg in this. But how did you see it, Fish? Yeah, I've seen it as a honestly a two horse race, Ayrton and Ellsberg. I think the the thing that suits Ellsberg is that um, he's going to shoot out and lead, and there's not much pace around him, so I think that he can sort of you know run his own race and make Ayrton beat him if. If he's capable, I think all, all we need to remember with Ayrton is um, she was a straight broke favourite. She was only beaten by Apache Chase, which that's no, that's not bad form at all. If there was any other horse, he'd be going, okay, second to Apache Chase, great form. She's then not going out to the uh, Group 1 straight broke. She's racing in this Group 3, which is obviously a much easier assignment. Um, and then 1,200, 1,400 now out to 1,600 looks ideal. So I think the only query is the track. Is that the reason she didn't win last start? Or he didn't win last start? We'll probably find out on the weekend. But, yeah, I think Ellsberg will give him something to chase. And Ellsberg's the type of horse that can sort of get a soft sectional in the middle there and and um, make it too well for him. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if Ellsberg won. But it'll be one of them races for me that I'll sit back and, and watch and probably won't have, a, won't have a bet on this one. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to watch. You, you talk about the reason for Ayrton losing last start and was it the first trip around Eagle Farm, which a lot of horses are having trouble with. I reckon if you went through, I haven't done this personally, but I reckon if you went through and had a look at the records that each horse that's gone around Eagle Farm, I reckon you would find that Apache Chase is the best horse or the horse with the best record at Eagle Farm. Um, so it could, could yeah. just be that it was a, a poorly timed uh, little little uh, trip to, to Eagle Farm and that he's just run into a horse that loves the track. But... Um, I wouldn't talk you out of Ellsberg. Uh, Timmy Clark with a really good front-riding jockey. Um, will definitely rate the horse well. And uh, who knows, maybe Star Rosa just flies from the back with uh, K-Mac on board and, and we can jag another couple of placings in race three. That's it, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty surprised by your selection there, mate. I thought it was. I thought you'd be with me on board there with a two-horse race, but makes it exciting and looking forward to watching it on Saturday. We'll um, get out now to the 3,200-metre Brisbane Cup. Um, Brisbane Cup's a group two. And the current favourite is Knight's Order. That jockey we were just talking about, Timmy Clark for Waterhouse and Bot, $3.20. Um, second line of beating, Berry and Snowden on Cariff, $4.60. Oh, Rondonelle's in there as well with Bossy on board, $3.50. Lord Bobbity, um bringing some Victorian form to... Queensland, $6.50. Um, yeah, interesting race this one, mate. 
how did you what do you got here um yeah it is actually a really interesting race a lot of different lines coming together interesting that there's only seven horses come together for a for a two mile race um where there's only really five in the country you think about the sydney brisbane adelaide melbourne cup um 3200 meter race in in at um, Sandown as well. Previous winners of the, the Brisbane Cup include 60s Groove and Sedans are probably one that you won't shares in 60s Groove, one of the uh, Aussie Bloodstock horses fish. But um, I, w- I was hoping to see a horse like a Grand Promenade or Harder Passants pop up in this race to see how they go over the two miles, maybe a couple of horses that could progress to a, a Melbourne Cup. But I <clears throat> call it what you want. Maybe I've sort of pulled my head in. I've, I've found the favourite here on top, I think built a brilliant platform for this race. Last year was actually three lengths off sin to win on Melbourne Cup Day that absolutely bolted in over, I think it was the 2,800 metres. Uh, I think running up to that race alone would be good enough to beat these. Gate five, Waterhouse Bot and Tim Clark go forward under a low weight there. Um, that's just a, 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 an absolute given. Uh, last start, he trucked up to take the lead at the 400 metre mark over Inverloch. Uh, best work looked to be in the last sort of 200 metres. His action looked really strong, uh, even though the times would suggest that it wasn't his best work. Uh, just looked really good through the line. The two mile won't be an issue. Um, and there's been a, a bit of early market support too for Knight's Order. So uh, that's who I found on top here. How did you see Fish? Yeah, mate, Knight's Order was very impressive last weekend and I, I thought it's going to be hard to get away from that sort of form. But just on that seven-day backup and then travelling up to Queensland and, and stepping up the 3,200 metres, which looks no dramas, but you throw into the Eagle Farm track, rock hard. So I found it hard to find Knight's Order on top. I've actually landed on Lord Belvedere, actually, from the Mara and Eustace stable with John McNeil. They're absolutely flying with their stayers, but... If you look through Lord Belvedere's form, it doesn't really – nothing really stands out there in, in terms of the numbers. But if you watch um, his recent recent runs, all of them he's been caught wide and, and done a, and a lot of work in the run. So um, here, drawing barrier three, drawing to do um, much less work than what he has been. Um, smaller field as well, so there's going to be less traffic and less, less dramas to worry about. So I'm just hoping that um, he can handle the 3,200 metres. For the first time, I believe. And then I think Cariff's also a, a good chance at the $4.60 mark. Um, he ran home very strongly over the 2,400 metres in the Premier's Cup. So it um, looks as if the step up and trip certainly suits. So, yeah, I like the look of Cariff and Lord Belvedere. But at the odds, I'll be having a play on Lord Belvedere for sure. From gate three, Mark Zara's not on board. So you don't have to worry about Lord Belvedere being caught seven wide like he was at the Gold Coast which was just one of the worst rides you've ever seen in your life. But um, <clears throat> I don't think I could really talk you out of, out of, uh, out of those bets, Fish, but um, I'm going to stick with the, the favourite on top here, and I think I'm going to get the cash for this one. I'm, I'm pretty confident about, uh, about Knight's order here. Yeah, you could be right, mate. It was very impressive last weekend. Race four of the Q22. Uh, the big question mark here is who can beat Zaki. Um, Zucky's the favourite, $1.50. Annabelle Nisham stable. Um, second line of betting, you're going out to double figures straight away there. So you're probably fine warning at 14. 
Spirit Ridge, I've got a lot of time for uh, from the Mark Newton stable with Josh Parr on board, $16. Brandenburg, 19 Pass of Glory, 34 And then uh, one of yours, mate, the Candyman, 67 Oh, yeah, one one more I might mention. Um, Lloydie's favourite horse, Natoya's coming back for another run at 21 <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I'm very interested to see what your thoughts are on this race, mate. Um, obviously, Zaki won by... <laughs> 28 lengths last start, so <laughs> can anyone um, make amends for that? Yeah, it was a, a performance that rated through the roof. If you go and have a look at, I believe it's Dan O'Sullivan's uh, uh, weight for age ratings, uh, that one rated through the roof. This one, the Q22 previously named the PJ O'Shea Stakes, won by uh, Kenedna, who went on to win in Doobman Cup and then even won by the likes of Eggtart and Single Gaze. Uh, I think Eggtart might have placed behind Winks at one point in, in a career there. Mate, uh, over 2,200 metres, I had my questions about Zaki re-perform, uh, uh, replicating sorry, uh, his performance from last start. Um, so I'm going to go with a horse that I really struggle to find. I've never found him for a win uh, since we've been doing the pod, but you have. It's uh, Spirit Ridge. Maps um, to be in the, the second or third pair. Uh, in run on the fence. Uh, one last start over the 2,400 metres at Eagle Farm. Uh, last prep, he won two on the trot. So I'm wondering if once he gets one, he gets two, and this is a bit of a setup job for him. <coughs> Sorry, partners. Two starts back at Wagga. This is where I don't know if I've lost my head, but I've looked at the numbers. Two starts back at Wagga over 2,000 metres. Spirit Ridge was beaten by Inverloch in a a race that was almost a second quicker than Zaki's time in the Doomben Cup. Now, I kept going and having a look at the the race and the sectionals comparing the two. Between Spirit Ridge and Zaki in their two runs over 12,000 metres, uh, their last runs over 2,000 metres, Zaki came home in a 35.64 over the last 600 Spirit Ridge did it in 32.65. So at the moment with our friends at Southern Cross, and I'm just bringing up the odds here for the Q22 because I'm battling a bit here with Wi-Fi, sorry, punters. Uh, I think $17 to win and and $3.30 to place is one of the best each way plays of the day. Um, I've got questions about if Zaki can re... uh, can replicate that that performance because that that type of uh, number that he put up was was almost like winks. So uh, Spirit Ridge on top for me. How did you see it? Yeah, you're not wrong about that, mate. Um, I guess the only thing with Zaki is everyone saw the flashing run in Doncaster. Uh, he then went around second to pass the glory, 2,000 metres, which doesn't read too well, really. Had a two-length win at 1,800 metres over 50 stars. And then last start was the big one, the seventh length, seventh length win. I'm just not too sure. And obviously, this is the first go at Eagle Farm, which I think throws a little spanner into the works. Class-wise, if he, obviously, if he repeats what he did um, last start, then it's going to be extremely hard to beat. But I think I think it's not going to be the same as that race. And if, if I remember correctly, there was about five or four or five horses that pulled up with issues in that race. So I just think it might have been one of them funny ones. But yeah, I'll have Zucky on top, but I'm glad you found Spirit Ridge because that's my bet in the race. Each way on Spirit Ridge, $17, $3.30. Great draw. Shoots out and leads. 
you know that the trip's going to be no worries at all for Spirit Ridge and um, Josh Barr's in fantastic form, ridden the horse before. So I think the East Way play there is definitely the way to go in that one, but it'll be um, another interesting race on the weekend. Yeah, I think there'll be big stories coming out of it. Uh, I think either Zaki wins by panels again, um, or this field that he's racing is a dead set B grade field. Like these are not our best horses over the 2,000 and 2,200 metres. Um, I think there's, oh, you could you could include, uh, I think, warning in the field of probably the best horses and, and a horse like Holmesman. But this, these are B graders. If he doesn't beat these convincingly, then it's got our big question marks going to a Cox Plate, I would think. Um, big stories to come out of this race on Saturday could eclipse uh, some of the group ones on the card, one of them that were, or that, uh, that we're about to get into shortly, Fish. Yeah, that's it, mate. Before I get into it, I will say um, well done to you on these history lessons. I apologise, punters. I'd love to join in, but I can't remember who won the feature races last weekend, so... <laughs> I'll just keep number on over here. <laughs> Race six is the Jim Bean Black Hinkler Handicap, uh, twelve hundred meter listed race. Favorites um, Garibaldi, two dollars eighty. Uh, then you're looking at GTT from the O'Dane Hoisted Yard, five dollars. Seven dollars fifty is away game. Uh, first up for Mara and Eustace. Two horses at eight fifty there. Southern Lad for. John O'Shea and King of Hastings in the Freeman Yard. And then you're getting out to double figures the rest. You think Garibaldi can get a win in this one, mate, or are you looking elsewhere? I'm going to look elsewhere in this one, Fish. Uh, race that was uh, previous winners include a couple of smart ones, Scalopini and Victorum, uh, the Henkler handicap. Uh, I think from gate nine away game goes forward and leads GG, uh, sorry, GTT. Uh, and maybe in good time, sort of making up that second pairing. And then you've got the likes of Passage of Time, Hilo, uh, King of Hastings uh, there. And then and then the rest will make up the back for sure, Garibaldi, uh, Southern Lad and Superium. I've actually found a way game on top here. Uh, a way game first up last prep was point two of the length off Isotope. And I don't have a horse in this field that would be good enough to go point two of a length off Isotope. Um from the way the 1,200-metre shoot sets up at Eagle Farm, it's it sort of swings around almost like a bit of a turn. So uh, from, gate, uh, from gate nine there, uh, I think sort of, like I said, swings over with the low weight, Karen McAvoy on board, gets the lead, uh, gets in very well at the weights at handicap level here, I think, can lead all the way and win. Um Geez, I'm tipping Karen McAvoy to have a pretty big day here on Saturday, but how did you see it, Fish? I've got very similar form lines to you, and I'm landed on a horse on top that I really did not want to find because uh, he's burnt me ass a few times, but um, I'm only keen on an each-way basis, but I've landed on Superium uh, from the Hawks table with Craig Williams. Uh, I just simply think the horses that, that have been beating Superium recently, especially in terms of Queensland form, I think uh, probably... Better than the horses in this race, um, in my opinion. So I think Superior probably gets his chance here to get the win. Um, $12 odds and three for a place. I'll take that. But um, my danger was away game as well, mate. I just think uh, she might be ready to go here for first up for Mara and Eustace McAvoy and exactly right about the um, fresh form behind. I used to take reads very well for a race like this and 
I think the big key is the booking of McAvoy. I think that shows a bit of intent here first up that they're ready to go. So exciting race, but I'm each way on Superior for me. Yeah, really interesting to see no trial for away game coming into this from Mar Eustace. So but they're a freak camp. They could have had one look and, and thought, doesn't need it, get her in there, she'll win. So um, very interesting. But uh, we'll get into the couple of group ones on the card here. I had a lot of fun doing this, Fish. Yeah, one thing I will say is that, you know, there's probably every chance that if a away game did trial, the way that a away game has trialed previously, you're probably going to be, could be getting $354 for a race like this. So yeah, if you if you like the horse or you're happy to have a go, I think $7.50 and $240 is, you're not going to rip yourself off there for sure. Each way, all day, punters. Yeah, this is a cracking race to JJ Atkins, which is 1,600 metre group one. Uh, current favourite out of the water, Waterhouse and Bot Stable, Timmy Clark on $3.40. Second line of betting, you've got Port Louis at $5. Um, then you're looking at Tiger or Malay, $6.50. Then you're getting well out, well out in numbers. But um, Ranch Amp, who was a beaten favourite last start, I was on board, wasn't happy about that, sitting at $15. Still Overman, $14. <laughs> Kate Breton was a pretty impressive last start winner at $14 for Chris Waller. Um, Giannis, $19, Chris Waller. But, yeah, exciting race, mate. I'm interested to see if you're taking the Sydney form on or if you're sticking with the Queenslander. How did you see this one? It's a cracking race. You're exactly right, Fish. The mile for these two-year-old races has produced some incredible uh, some incredible horses over the last few years. Uh, Rothfire and the Autumn Sun are two of the three horses to win it over the last couple of years. And for anyone that if they did see it or they didn't see it, uh, Prince Fawaz won, I think it was not last year, obviously it was the year before. And you've dead set, I think it was about a dozen blokes owning this horse and you've dead set never seen them carry on like anything like just this horse wins and they've just absolutely gone nuts. It was so funny to watch. It was so good. I was there at the track. Um, <clears throat> big race produces big horses. I've got one here that I think just absolutely wins fish. Uh, <coughs> pardon me. Sorry, partners. Volcanic rock from gate six will go forward. Uh, Blushing tycoon, tiger and Malay, Cape Breton from wide draws, probably push forward there, converge from gate five will go forward as well. Uh, behind them, Overman, Subterranean, uh, Overpass. Ranch Hand will be stuck on the fence again. Uh, and then you've got Giannis, Three Wise Men, Port Louis going to make up the tail. Fish, like I said, I've got one that I think just wins here and it's Converge. Uh, has carried 58 kilos over the mile to win. And that was at uh, Ramwick, I believe, and then finished... Inside two lengths of both Captivon and Halal in the Champagne, I think they'd be really short price favourites in this race. Um, so really happy with the Sydney form there. Uh, I said it before, Waterhouse bot Clark. They'll go forward from gate five. Absolutely savage the line in the size first up. Uh, I think this is an absolute sting job from Waterhouse bot uh, set up to win this race. I want to make mention of Overman. Uh, it was a great run over 1,300 metres last start, and that might have been at Rose Hill. Uh, punters, I've done a lot of form today, so I don't remember. Um, yeah, Rose Hill, you beat home Volcanic Rock, which has been Frank last weekend, obviously. 
Yeah, which is what I was just about to say. So I think uh, I think Omen's going to be rock hard fit, get a great run in transit, and might uh, surprise a few at some good odds there. Maybe run a place, but uh, Converge wins this. I think Fish. How did you see it? Yeah, mate, sensational races. That many um, that many ways you can go and convince yourself that it's the right way to go. But I've also taken the form out of that BRC size produce race, which is the one that Converge was in. I like two horses out of the race, obviously the obvious ones, but Converge was absolutely flying late and you couldn't ignore that the run, flashing run out wide there. But Port Louis did it did it the hard way a bit more inside, but was also a flashing light, you know, they were the horses with the quick last two hundreds flying home. So I've got Converge on top myself as well. Um, obviously Rockhard Fit now, Clark, Waterhouse and Bot, plenty of ticks. Handled the track last week, loves a good surface, so 1,600 metres won't be any troubles at all. Um, so Converge on top for me, $3.40. Um, and then my danger was Port Louis. But, I mean, there's no way that Ranch Hand's going around without me having a small little dollar on because... You've got something to owes me a few dollars there. And then I think the other interesting one is Giannis as well. We didn't mention. Um, you look through his figures, he's never gotten out to 1,600. But prior to this... Preparation and he was sort of floating around the 1100 meter mark for a couple of runs. And then you just look at this preparation, this is a targeted race for sure. Straight into a, I think, one or two trials, then 1200, 1400, all up in Queensland, now 1600. This is the grand final. Um, and he was in that same race as well, I believe it was the size produce. And he was probably not one of the impressive runners, but if you're expecting improvement, I think. He can definitely go into numbers at large odds there, 19 and $4.80. Yeah, wouldn't talk you out of a horse like Port Louis, right? He definitely did it the hard way last start. Um, again, hopefully filling the placings a couple of times there for the punters and uh, and we'll see how we go on the day. Yeah, the only other interesting thing is a lot of these horses are nominated for Sydney as well, so it's a little bit harder to line up what's exactly going to happen and we'll have to review it all on Saturday morning I guess but or tomorrow but absolute cracking race and I think you might be right mate I think we can um like a few dollars on Converge and have confidence yeah hard to see a lot of these horses getting scratched from I think this is a million this is worth a million dollars for the winner isn't it yeah this is a million dollar oh hang on no sorry punters 600,000 to the winner I, I'd be surprised to see many scratchings out of this race um, but I think uh, very, very much the same as Knight's Order in the Cup. Um, I think you can back Converge with confidence here. I'm, I'm really, really keen on the chances of Converge here, and I wouldn't talk you out of Port Louis. Yeah, I think the only thing we can sort of do with our form, I guess, is um, it's been absolutely pissing down here in Sydney for the last few days, and it's going to rain tomorrow. So if a horse does come out of Queensland, it's probably because it only goes good on a wet track and vice versa. Sydney horse down here is going to go good on a good track they'll go up there. So that's the only way you can look at it. But anyway, we'll get into the big one, mate. Angles, broke in. Yep. angles. That's <laughs> it. 90 degree angles all over the place. <laughs> 1,400 metre group one, Stradbroke handicap. Uh, this is the big one. Interested to see your thoughts, mate. I think you'll be um, more all over this than I am, trying to go through all these numbers. But God, this was favorite fun. Favourite is Vega 1, Tony Gollinger, Rachel King, $6.50. And then, hang on a sec, I'll try and fix this up so I can have, wouldn't mind getting that in order here for myself, but I can't. So anyway, <laughs> Vega 1's a favourite, $6.50. <laughs> I 
<laughs> the Herobian, the Queensland, and nine dollars fifty. Uh, Wild Planet from Berry and Hawks is eight dollars. Getting out double figures, Mister Quickie from the Phil Stokes Yard. James Mack on board, ten bucks. Tefane eleven dollars. Uh, getting out the larger odds, the rest, mate. How did you like this one? Can Apache Chase steal this one with a lightweight, or how do you see it? I reckon he can. Um, Looking, another great race that that is won by the best of the best. I think this one. Uh, go back in the the history books. Impendings won the the Stradbroke, Santorana Lane, and trekking to out and out Group One sprinters. Uh, Tyzone won it last year, an incredible finish. Uh, interesting to note, I did hear today, no horse has carried more than 55 and a half kilos and won in the last 20 years of this race, punters. So if you're going to play that angle, you go through the form guide. Well, to be fair, everything's carrying sort of 54 and lower in this. But if you're going to use that theory or that that uh, that line of thinking, you've really missed a quickie in server to Excel straight away. Um Fish, from a speed map perspective, I don't think anything leads Apache Chase from gate seven with 49.5 kilos on his back. Will not know himself. Uh, Master Jamie, the rank outsider, Emerald Kingdom, Savage 2XL, uh, sort of make up the rest of that, those first two pairings. Uh, I think I Am Superman pushes forward from gate three. Almedo from out wide goes forward. Interesting to see where Wild Planet gets to in the run. Uh, but then you've got a lot of sort of midfield runners here. So uh, it's going to be throwing a dart at, at, at the, the dartboard here. Uh, Mr. Quickie from gate one, I think, tries to hold a, a spot from the inside. Um, I'll start with the horse that I've got on top as the winner of this race. I've actually found Wild Planet Fish. Savage the line first up in the 10,000, beating home Vega one, who's since come out and won the Kingsford Smith. Uh you go back and look at his uh, last prep, uh, won the longest stakes at uh, Caulfield and beat genuine group horses. Um, if I go through and find that race here, punters, uh, there's the likes of Morrissey, 50 stars, um, Morvada's in there, Windstorm, Be Good to Your Mother, Streets of Avalon, uh, some really good horses in that race, and he beat a lot of them. Uh Loves the 1,400 metres, uh, probably has some improvement to come off of that 10,000 because this is definitely his grand final. I'm concerned about Eagle Farm the first time and you see a lot of the times that form at Doombin doesn't necessarily mean form at Eagle Farm. So I think you'll get a better price with this horse late. Um, so I think you can back him late each way. Uh, second horse I've got is Apache Chase. Just loves Eagle Farm, 1,400 metres. Drops uh, six and a half kilos from his last start. The punters need to note that he's not going to be carrying 49 and a half. Jim Byrne has to ride a kilo over and it's going to be 50 and a half. Uh, rock hard fit, should be leading. Uh, Jimmy Byrne sticks and I think very hard to run down another horse that you can back each way with confidence. Uh, I'll make a case for the Herobian and one more. Uh, the Herobian loves the track and trip, loves a good deck, drops five kilos from his last half where he also really savaged the line in that 10,000, uh, also beating home Vega one. Uh, I think improved second up here and you can back him each way. And then obviously the the favourite of the race, Vega one, King Golan will have this horse ready to go. I did see in an interview today that he was really impressed with the work of Vega one during the week. 
uh, drops in weight and one incredibly last start. Uh, I think the query with Vega one is how much do you uh, penalise him for losing Jamie Carr and going to Rachel King? But I've got Wild Planet on top. I think if I had to take a first four, uh, that'd be it for me, Fish. How did you see it? Well, mate, I wish I rang you up earlier today. I knew I should have because it looks <laughs> like my horse is going to have to break a 20-year hoodoo. I had, I found Mr. Quickie on top of $10 odds and I was I had one query already about the barrier draw, number one, getting stuck on the inside. And now that you've said that, um, I'll definitely have to review. But, yeah, I was just hoping that he settled more forward from barrier one instead of sitting at the rear. And then he's obviously a multiple group one winner. Absolutely loves the draw track. He's won at Eagle Farm before. And they found James McDonald, and he's actually been pretty impressive his last two starts leading into this race. So I was keen to play Mr. Quiggy each way. Um, my danger I had down is Apache Chase, which is an easy one to find, obviously. Jimmy Byrne won't be eating from Thursday to Friday. So I don't think they're going to 50, but uh, obviously you got a leader, um, lightweight, beat the straighty favourite last start. Um, and then, obviously, Eagle Farm record is sensational. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be impossible not to have a little double on Apache Chase. But, yeah, I'll, I'll have to do a review of this one. But at the moment, I've found um, Mr. Quiggy on top. I don't think you need to review it, Fish. I think if one horse is going to beat this 20-year uh, hurdle of carrying more than 55 and a half, it's Mr. Quiggy. He is an out-and-out uh, I think he's an out-and-out group one horse. He's definitely a 1,400-metre specialist. He's been to Eagle Farm and won. Uh, interestingly, it was the uh, Queensland Derby as a three-year-old, so over the 2,400 metres. I was there that day when he won. Um, two pointers I want to – two things I want to make note of. Uh, his last win was in the victory stakes, I think it was, at, at Caulfield, beat the home the likes of Still a Star, Galaxy Raider, Age of Chivalry, Iconocism, Be Good to Your Mother, Bam's on Fire, all in that race. So was Morvada. Uh, so a couple of handy ones there in Victoria. His biggest win to date easily was the two-rack handicap. Uh, carried 59 kilos, beat home Buffalo River, Superstorm. Age of Chivalry is also there. Uh, then the likes of Sosie Bond, Cascadian, Junior Pal, I Am Superman. Uh, some really, really good horses in that two-rack field. Uh, don't need to reassess this one at all, Fish. If one horse is going to break that hoodoo, uh, it's going to be Mr. Quickie. Uh, the concern is uh, where he gets to in the run. Yeah, totally agree. And um, the one thing I did look at with his with his um, weight here, the 56 and a half, his last two starts in Melbourne, he's carried 60 and a half and 61 and a half. So I think dropping down to 56 and a half for this race suits perfectly. But yeah, you're right, the... The map's not perfect, so that's what J-Max going to have to sort out. And when you're in a big field like that, you don't want to get stuck on the inside. So that's the query. But, yeah, you're right. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to an each-way bet there. And uh, interesting that you note about uh, the weight that he's got to carry in the big drop. He's gotten in really well with the handicapper for this race. Um, I personally think that if he produces a run – like he did in the Turak where he won, carrying 59 kilos. I think he can win this race. Uh, but where he gets to from the run, you, if you're backing him, you've got to play the angle that they're going to be going to the outside lanes in this run and he's going to be hard up against the fence, get that real suck run along there. He won't get outside of lane three and uh, he'll have the shortest way home. 
Um, but won't talk you out of backing him at all. Can definitely win the race. Sounds good, mate. Another good one to look forward to. Um, last race here, the Magic Millions Dane River Stakes. Group two over 1,300 metres. I finally worked it out, punters. I've got it in order now. So last <laughs> race of the day, I've worked it out. Better late than ever. <laughs> yeah, current favourite, sweet deal from the John Thompson. Yeah, with Nashi on board, $5. Coventina Bay, $7.50, $2.60 a place. And you got Funstar, one of your favourites, Jackie. Third line of betting at $9. <laughs> Odium, $9. Out to Brooklyn Hustle has been um, racing quite well, $9. Dame Giselle, who I've got some um, time for. Tommy Berry and Snowden, $10. Exhilarates, who was a big winner last start, $11. Then you got Madame Rouge, Lawyer, Real in Ruby, getting out to some large odds there. Uh, what are your thoughts here, mate? You reckon Funstar can win? Or actually, the big question is, who won the Magic Millions Dane River Stakes in 2016? It's actually been won by a couple of really good horses, Invincible, It's Weiss and Prompt Response. I'm just bringing out info for the punters here. This is – it's a great day, the Stradbroke Day. Um, races won by good horses. So I was pretty flat coming into this race, Fish, off the back of that Stradbroke and the, the JJ, etc. cetera. Um, really interesting race to look at, nonetheless, a lot of form lines that sort of – Line up, sweet deal in Dame Giselle, gates five and three, go forward. Uh, Funstar will try and look like a racehorse, but will struggle from gates uh, one. I think Wild Vixen from the car park has to go forward. Then it's going to be uh, Incredulous Dream, uh, Madame Rouge, uh, Sierra Sue, uh, Odium, Relieve and Ruby go forward. And then uh, the Godolphin Power will be back there, Exhilarates and Liar. Uh, Brooklyn Hustle will be last. You can have a dollar ten for that part, as I'm sure. Someone will give it to you. Uh, going with exhilarates on top here, Fish. Uh, incredible last start. Uh, go three and four wide the trip. Carded into the race really well and, and won really well. Uh, I think drawn to get a similar type of run with some cover. Uh, has obviously drawn a much better gate for Saturday. Uh, K-Mac sticks. I'm really on board with uh, Karen McAvoy on Saturday. If he has a big day, I think I will. Uh, obviously, winning at Eagle Farm last start, that's no issue. Um, and I think another really good each-way play to finish the day. Fish, how did you see it, mate? Yeah, I found this one a real tricky one myself as well. Um, I went back to one of my girlfriends, Dame Giselle. Uh, $10 a win and three thirty a place. She's actually in great form apart from... Obviously, the numbers don't say that, but they've been close finishes. And then um, first start run behind Vega One and Jonka says that she ran eighth, but she was only 1.7 lengths off and she was in a tricky spot there. And, yeah, I was having trouble sort of working this race out. And I'm just going to play Dame Giselle. She gets a soft run out of Barry Three, um, ready to peak, peak now. So Dame Giselle on top for me. And one thing I will note as well, I was actually uh, watching Matty John's show earlier today and, you wouldn't believe it. Tommy Berry is there in the crowd on his 10-year uh, anniversary with his missus, I believe. And uh, they asked him for a tip, and he said, Dame Giselle each way. So, fingers crossed on that one. Um, and the danger for me, sweet deal, $4.60. Um, she's in great form. Good Autry win, then dropped back to the 1,200 last start and was narrowly beaten. Uh, the positive here is the good surface. She doesn't run a yard on a wet track, so um, I think she's got 19... Placings from 30 starts on a good track. So the firm service at Eagle Farm will be perfect. And 
drawn well in barrier five. So, yeah, looking forward to that last race. And hopefully um, by this stage of the day, we'll have plenty of winners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, geez, Matty Johns can get in the pocket of a couple of jockeys lately. He did a face-to-face interview with Hugh Bowman and, and now got Tom Berry in the, Tommy Berry in the crowd there. He's absolutely cast for a winner and he's just trying to get the jockeys on his side, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. Dead, he's trying to get, trying to get dead, a few winners, mate. Can't blame him. Dead set looks like a jockey, but he's the size of two of them. He's short, but he's bloody big, isn't he? So, um, yeah. Can't talk you out of Dame Giselle going to be in a really good spot in the run, but uh, I think if Exhilarates runs up anywhere near her sort of last start, uh, going to put in a very good race there. But that's the card for the day, punters. Uh, we'll get into our best bets, next best, and a bit of value for the day. Fish, what's your best of the day? Mate, I found this really, really tricky. Um, you said you said each way value is your best of the day. That's <laughs> well, what the punters come for. Yeah, exactly right. I've just um, well, I've just realised my best bet of the day was Rainier in race two, but. There's yeah at the moment there's eight horses in it so if, if no one comes out we'll be playing Rainier as my best eight dollars and two dollars eighty so get around that one punters um, kick your day off well with a winning race too that's my best bet is yours uh, I'm gonna go the JJ I'm gonna go Converge um, I just think ticks every single box you want to see in terms of you know, horse maps for a race profile uh, last start Savage the line. Converge for me. Very hard to beat, mate. I agree there. Um, Who's your next my value play, for the, value. value play for the day is uh, Superium in race six, uh, paying twelve dollars and three dollars sixty. Like I said, just just think uh, they found the right race for Superium here, and uh, hopefully can get the job done. You got a you got a value play for punters, mate. My value play is just anything that I've tipped in the first three races to run a place. Badini's girl, military zone, Star Rosa. Dead set, one of them runs a place. There's your value punters. So uh, take the pick of what you like there. Uh, bit of a next best for the day. I'll go off in the Brisbane handicap and give it to Knight's Order. I think Knight's Order is going to run a really good race. And that same combination, Waterhouse, Bot, Clark. Um, I think you'll be getting a win there as well. Uh, we're going to talk let it ride fish because I declared last week that I wasn't going to do it again. I think I want to. Yeah, mate. I'm, um, if you throw confidence out there, I'm happy for you to do it, mate. This is your day, the Stradbroke day. So give the punters what they want. Get us a win. I've got to get something for the, got to get something for the Jockey Trust at the end of the carnival. Um, and I think it's going to come in the JJ Fish. I'm going to go Converge to get the win. Um, ticks all the boxes for me. Uh, Really keen on the chances of this horse to win. Uh, join a pretty good honour roll with the likes of Rothfire and the Autumn Sun there. So uh, I'm going to go converge in the Let It Ride punters. That post will be up on the weekend. Uh, give him absolute strength over the mile at Eagle Farm. Couldn't talk you out of that one, mate. That converge looks very, very hard to beat. And hopefully uh, hopefully we can get on the Southern Cross bet early and uh, lock in the $3.40 at the moment because... Um, yeah, it's, it definitely he definitely looks very hard to beat in that race. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't get trimmed up too much from there because we want all the value that we can get for the Jockey Trust. Uh, that's about it for us here, Fish. Um, gone through the best of the best of the weekend, and you haven't even 
mention Parramatta yet for the weekend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Parramatta's playing the West Tigers, I think, on Sunday afternoon. But, yeah, well, look, I don't know, mate. They've been a bit up and down lately, but um, got a good win on the weekend against the Newcastle Knights. So, hopefully uh, we, things have turned around and and we can get another win this weekend. But what about the Broncos? Have they got the bye or are they going to lose again? Oh, dear. Who are we playing? We're playing Canberra in Canberra. And Carmichael Hunt, special K is back. Carmichael Hunt is back. So anything could happen on Saturday night. I'll be all over that one for sure. That's all from us for this week, punters. Massive day at Stradbroke, uh, Stradbroke Handicap Day at Eagle Farm. Uh, I'm going to be putting out a preview on Saturday and hopefully go and find a couple of other angles to play for the punters. Uh, just plenty of content out there for you. So that'll be on Brilliance Racing uh, Facebook and Instagram. If you want to see some pics from Jared over the weekend, he'll have his preview out too. But he'll also have some info we go up through uh, Triple J Racing. Uh, so look that up there as well, punters, and get into that for for the weekend because uh, you're up 13 units on the month or something like that, Fish. Yeah, mate, it's been a bit of a turnaround since uh, May. We had a bit of a bad month there. Didn't get a great result, but... Um... Said that we were going to turn things around in June, and we have. We've got, yeah, 13 units profit. Had a good win today with Tommy Berry on board with the one play, but it's always good when you're winning, so just got to hope that we can keep it going. So, yeah, it's been good. Bloody eyes, keep it up. So uh, that'll be all out on Saturday morning, punters. Uh, we'll be back, obviously, next week. Uh, hopefully not burning the midnight oil like we are tonight uh, in the absolute freezing cold, but we'll be back next week with another big preview uh, not sure what day it is there on Saturday. Actually, I've been too been too caught up in Stradbroke Day, punters. But uh, we'll be back next week as always. Uh, good luck on the weekend and uh, bet up and have a fill up. Gamble responsibly. Cheers, Jack, and have a good one, punters. <laughs>